throwing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of tram sitting down by the street, the leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you keep going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on the Outdoor Zone radio network. My name is TJ Graney. Beefsteak is oh, in yeah. the house. Oh, yeah. Here I am. And uh, Cody Ryan is fishing this morning. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. He is in a, uh, it's not a whirlwind, it's a marathon <laughs> fishing tour right uh, now yeah. on tournaments around the country. And Road saw... Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early and gets the gate open, make sure the old potbelly stove gets fired up, put a screw or two into the screen door that leads out to the porch. A little sticky this morning with the temperature and the humidity and everything kind of cranked back up last week it was nice for a couple of days didn't have that that had a thick feel to it but we we got it back it's we're back it's not we're not in colorado (laughs) in the mountains colorado yeah we're not in colorado we're not in colorado It's, it's thick and but as far as Cody, he I heard he had his family. I saw they had his family with him, and uh, man, that's a good good thing. Yeah, he's Out having fun the with the uh, with his daughter, uh, my granddaughter of Sailor, course. and you're letting him have fun with your granddaughter. Is yeah, what basically yes. what you're saying. Yeah. He's he's allowed some time, but I was going to text him last night and say, "Okay, y'all yeah. been gone long enough. It's, uh, it's done. Come on, it's over. Back. Come on back. So you got old Dixie." Uh, fired up. I guess we. I guess I'll just put yeah, that in there. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, there's certain things that I just don't have a, I don't have a grip on, and one of them is mechanical repairs. And I can do some basic stuff. I think I can you're do more, a little bit about anything. You're more talented than you think on that, but because in an emergency, you would uh, you'd take care of business. Well, and you know, there were some real simple things that I couldn't do on her, but what. Uh, so Dixie is a 1995 F-150 pickup truck, single cab with 260,000 miles on her. Bright white, though. and uh, Yeah, white. Got that bench seat, you know. Paint's throwback. peeling off of her. She was John, uh, John, Earl Scheib somewhere down the road. John 316 on, uh-huh. the, on, the, on the bumper. And she, on uh, the tailgate, I mean. We got her about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when my daughter... Uh, got her that was her first vehicle for high school she drove it all through high school and college and then when she graduated she got something else and dixie came on back home (laughs) and the ac wasn't working and i thought oh my gosh there's all kinds of problems going to be with this thing but um beefsteak is a wizard 
and uh, and we have friends. We have friends who are wizards, and we call in favors. <laughs> <laughs> no because, shame uh, in calling in a favor. That's I'm for like, sure. So, how much deer meat do you have left with the uh, <laughs> group of kids that are living in your house? <laughs> so, I'm making a run over there this afternoon with a whole bag of of uh, deer deer stew meat, you know, and uh, some hamburger and a couple Man. of chops and so some wild we, hog. We uh we took that I think you gave me two ba- two packs of uh fajita. Yeah. Buck stops dinner. Fajita Buck meat last night. Here, yeah. Cooked it last night, man. That is it that not is, fabulous? It's crazy. It's crazy good. It comes out crazy good. In the nice thick, but it's it, it's not too thick, right? No, I but mean, they and they they've tenderized it. Yeah, so they put Buck it Stop like here. Buck stops here is doing a good job. It's the real thing. In fact, I get that's the meat I get now. Uh, is that fajita meat? Everybody yeah. eats it. Everybody loves it. Yeah. Um, that in hamburger, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. With all the all the scratches. So yeah, Dixie's back on the road again. I you know I have. Uh, she needed a little uh, kind of like hook her up, you know, when they do at the doctor's office where they put all the things EKG on there, you know, for your find out what's going on with her. Yeah. And all she needed was a little boost, you know. Well, so she needed she needed daddy to take some spend some time with her. And speaking <laughs> of daddy, hey, today's Father's Day. Yeah. And big shout out to all the fathers. Is it hot in here to you? No, it's not at all. Me. You're just excited uh, to shout out to all the fathers <laughs> out there who are uh listening to the show, all the dads. Well, I want to say happy Father's Day to you buddy oh hey hey that could be uh happy father's day well, it's my mom calling <laughs> of course wouldn't you i think? don't think she's got that uh that georgia time thing down yet like hey son i'll just text her sorry i can't talk but right you now put mom. her on you should put her on hello sonny <laughs> <laughs> love your mom see. in fact i uh she adopted me you know that right well she's my georgia mom yeah okay she uh did, no, nothing's happened there, right? No, nothing's you're changed. you're still in the running for uh, top top son of the year <laughs> at ninety one. It takes her a little longer to make her decisions. Yeah. I'm going to text her real quick and ask her uh, to D- call just, the show, okay? Just, and, and ask her, you know, which A or B beefsteak or uh, you know or TJ. Cody. Yeah, or Cody, yeah, there we go. <laughs> or Road Rash, you could put that on there also. A, B, or C. Pick your uh, Father's Day of the year. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, my uh, son-in-laws who, uh, you know, have uh, fathers of my grandkids and what they're doing. Yesterday I got a text from uh, Ernest, and he had my grandson Levi out at the range shooting with uh, the safety glasses, the dark eyes. Gotta make you happy. Well, you know what's really cool is I, I, I'm I'm impressed because, you know, we went shooting with KOZ and I took him, you know, to that. And they got to do all that cool stuff with the 22s. And when he came back, he was like, hey, Grandpa, can we, or, can we uh, you know, go to the range? And I told his dad about that. And, uh, and guess what he did? He followed up on it and he took him because hey, he wanted to go to the range this week. And uh, so I was like, this is a perfect chance. Give dad the opportunity. Dad took it. And that's the difference between good and great, I think, is is enacting something you know you should do. Like someone puts an idea or, you know, hey, this would be nice or the kid wants to do this. And then you do it. You make time to do it for them. That's like that last 20%. Well, and I, I know that's a that's something that's kind of a mantra for you that you've done, and and uh, that one of the things that we the circles that we operate in is the the issue, the seriousness of fatherlessness out there, and um, I did a couple of articles on it this week, did a, bl- a vlog on it this week, and mm-hmm. just talking about how hard it is on kids and just how much damage comes from the wake of a kid who doesn't get fathered out there 
it touches every part of your life and your family. And there's a there is a scientific study that we quoted that came out of Canada of all places, uh, and it was that kids who don't have dads are uh, angry and more likely to use drugs. Well, and we were and both thought, in that category. Then. Yeah, and I know, I know that. And I and I was or talking alcohol, about, I, I was say. talking about um, how uh, how I my my um, bet would be that a lot of this stuff going on around the country, the unrest, is from kids who were not fathered or don't have dads and it lights the fuse i think is what it really does it just gives them a place where that anger can go and even though they don't quite understand it you know they found some way to let their anger out but hey uh my mom's on the phone our mom's on the phone mom hey mom yeah Hey. Well, good morning, boys. Good morning. That's right, boys. Yep. Good morning, Mom. <laughs> what are you What are you doing up yeah. so early? Don't you know Sunday mornings we're on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm trying to get you on my computer, and I can't bring it up. So I said, oh, well, let me just talk to you boys and let you know it's a beautiful day here in Georgia. And uh, I'm sitting on my front porch looking at my daylilies and my roses and watching the birds come in. A beautiful Sunday morning. Well, you have you have a uh, a yellow rose that blooms right in front of where you sit every morning on that porch. And I've got three new blooms on it. Well, there you go. And that just reminds you of what does that remind you of? Yellow rose of Texas. Texas. That's right. Tyler, Texas. I wonder who planted that yellow rose right there in the middle of your garden. (laughs) I know, and I'm having one of those special cups of coffee that you bought. Black Rifle? Community breakfast blend. Yeah, yeah. And Bo is out here smelling. He, He knows that the deer been around last night, so... You know, he's excited looking for them, and, of course, they're long gone at daylight. So, But anyhow, it's a beautiful morning, and I just had to tell you guys I was thinking of you, even though I can't bring it up. I used to be able to get it on my computer, but I don't know. I guess I'm not that computer savvy. Well, your son, Beefsteak, is right here in front of me, and he's going to help you, Mom. He's going to... Get with you later and teach you how to do that because he's that kind of son. That kind I may of adopted to, son. I may rise to that <laughs> that number one spot if I can take care of this. Right? Hey, how are your how are your blueberries? She has uh, oh two my God. two rows okay. of blueberry bushes that are oh, just yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Really? I'm hmm. I'm not supposed to pick them uh, until I go back to the. Uh, cancer doctor this week he says you know don't use my arm and don't do this do that and I thought well who's going to do my blueberries so I called uh, one of my friends Bill Weckman and he and his grandson came over yesterday and they picked uh, two quarts wow wow yeah. Well, yeah. I, f- I flew home with a good quart of them in did my you really? suitcase. You, yeah. Did you check them in or what? No, no, they didn't. They didn't say one word about blueberries in my carry-on. So apparently, <laughs> it's legal. I'm I'm so glad. Are you going to make muffins or pancakes or? Pie? We're making we're making Grandpa Bob's blueberry pancakes uh, for Father's Day today. Yes. So. Okay, okay. That was the whole plan. That was the whole plan all along, Mom. Well, hey, Mom, we love you. Thank you for calling in and beefsteak. Oh, yeah. Don Beefsteak will check with you here and help you get set up. Hello, Mom. My Georgia mom. That's what yeah. uh, that's what well, I Happy Father's Day to you guys and I appreciate and that. I know Bob's looking down on y'all. Well, yes, Mom. We're so sorry about last week and all that yet but you know what? God's got a big old plan for you coming up. He's he's not done with you yet. I just don't Well Oh, did uh I sent Cody a bunch of uh, pictures of antiques I've got, so 
you know, I hope he got him, and and uh, we can go from there. All right. Well, I I know he I know he wants to talk to you about it, and so you guys can. She has a bunch of yeah. old refractory well, tables a, and stuff. Have a good day. I'm going to have a nice, quiet one, and hoping somebody can come over this evening. And there's going to be a probably another quart of blueberries, and they're all down below. The ones on top don't get enough sun, so it'll be about a week for them. But for those that know, you know, oh. Please plant a blueberry bush. <laughs> they Man, are, oh, they're they are so delightful. They re, you have to at least you know put two in the ground. So that's a good but tip. Anyhow, Mom. happy Father's Day to all the fathers and those that become fathers to boys that don't have fathers. I mean, I'm Amen. you know, God bless them. Okay. Well, you're an awesome lady, Mom. We yep. love you, and the radio show loves you. Our audience, the regulators out here listening to the show love you, and we'll circle back around with you. Maybe we'll do some recipes or talk some talk some cooking here in the next couple of weeks. Okay, that sounds good. I'm still here in Georgia, but wishing I was in Texas. <laughs> love y'all. All right, Bye. love you too, Mom. Is that my heart's in Texas, but my body's somewhere else? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's always had a heart for Texas. She was born in Illinois, mm. uh, moved to Texas as a young lady, married dad, and stayed here for years and just always, you know, there's something about Texas, man, it gets in your blood. Speaking of... Uh, don't ever go away. And, and Texas uh, is one of those places where... Uh, we understand our gun rights. We understand what our constitutional rights are. And the guys over at McBride's Guns understand it, too. They're Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, or your personal carry, maybe even a special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. You'll find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. All right, we'll take a break, come back on the flip side, talk a little bit of fishing, and, man, some huge record fish being caught. you got to hear about this. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. It's T-Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. But I could change all that if I had a couple million dollars. I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil, and you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm sure that's probably true, but it still sounds pretty cool, because it could buy me Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney, your host. You're tuned into the number one outdoor show on radio live right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. Sunday morning, 7 to 9 or 24-7, 365 at all the audio options out there from Stitcher to uh, SoundCloud to iTunes and iHeart. iHeart Radio. Thank you, Beefsteak. For making that happen. Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Drive forward into summer at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. It's road trip season, and we have the perfect vehicles for your next adventure at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams dealership in Central Texas. And save yourself some bucks with over 11000 off MSRP on a 2020 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab. That's a beautiful vehicle. That's a new award-winning Ram with more best-in-class features like a 12-inch touchscreen and additional rear seating for less. We want to do whatever it takes to get you a great deal on a new Ram, and we appreciate the trust you place in us at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. So, fishing this week has been 
Uh, Did Cody Ryan update you on what's going on? He is. On his, yeah, uh, I talked tour? to him yesterday. He uh, So this week he's been gone all week mm-hmm. fishing in Oklahoma, the uh, Bassmaster Southern Open, uh, I want to say. Cool. And uh, But it's the Bassmaster event, and uh, I can't remember where he ended up in there. He ended up in the middle of the pack somewhere fishing the Arkansas River, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. He likes that one, though, right? No, he doesn't no, like Red, that one. I thought he liked Red River. Oh, it's Red River. Oh, yeah, the Red River. Yeah, he and knows where all the secrets are. So he was, he was uh, fished the Bassmaster Open and then uh, finished up. Because he wasn't in the top 10, he finished at 130 on Friday. And so that completed his uh, commitment to the Bassmaster Open, jumped in his truck, fueled up and drove from there to south texas got in it friday night at one o'clock to uh south texas to amistad and then uh got a couple hours rest maybe (laughs) and then was in the boat and fished all day yesterday and did pretty good yesterday um i didn't end up looking at where he's fishing the bass uh bass champs southern division Mm-hmm. And uh, and they had back-to-back on Lake Amistad. So he's up already fishing. Heard from him this morning. Got the love you, Dad. Happy Father's mm-hmm. Day. And he was out of here. So he's fishing again today. And it'll be fun next week to hear how this marathon tour, uh, tournament tour for bass fishing did for him. Well, he's I, been kind of out of I mean, he hadn't been he able hadn't to participate. He fished in a long time. So he got know, an itch. He turn that a, itch. He yeah, to scratch that itch. The, that's what I was <laughs> telling him. I was saying, you know, for as long as you've, and he's got you know, the farm project going and mm-hmm. building the house and, I mean, he's got so much going on that yeah. to break away and go do this was a was a big deal. And uh, so it'll be good to see how he does today. He's on Amstead, man. They're slamming big fish, and he likes that. And he he, he couldn't wait that. to get down there. He had, he told me he had so much fun yesterday fishing. It was just like, and I bet I bet confidence is a big part of it too, right? When you're going in and you're fishing like that in a tournament, fishing a place that you like, place. and yeah. you know he's got good friends down there, and he stays in their house, and everything is just feels lucky just feels, feels good good feels yeah. good and he knows how to fish almost down there's some other so uh some fishermen wait their whole lives for a catch this big micah harless waited until his early teens harless a 13 year old angler from weatherford texas reeled in a nearly 850 pound tiger shark <laughs> off the shore of Port Aransas on Monday morning after what's said to be a five-hour battle in the Gulf. Did you see picture that? Picture money's worth. No, I did not see it. Oh, my The picture, gosh. or did they have video of him It's of, like the if we mixed you and Road Rash together times three. <laughs> well, am I the head or the body, or which, which part is he? It's just a couple of big old boys that just... <laughs> I mean, but I'm telling you, it is. It was freaky big, man, and it was right off the coast, Port Aransas. Wow, Tiger Shark will eat you too. Thrill yeah. of a lifetime for the young fisherman that caught this. Wrote one well wisher on the Facebook page. Congratulations, Harless caught the shark shark aboard a 36 hour chartered fishing trip with his father. The Port Aransas South Jetty reported on Facebook. The outlet also shared footage of Harless. The harless catch being hoisted for measurements. The shark weighed 844 pounds, measured 11 feet 6 inches. Oh, man. That's us. Like, Do you know how tell. many steaks that old boy got out of that thing? <laughs> that is a steak fest right there. Way to go, Micah. Awesome job, added the Dolphin Docks Deep Sea Fishing Operators. Not everyone on Facebook was enthusiastic about Harless Catch, however. Uh, Some questioned why the shark wasn't released after being reeled in. Although, tiger sharks are not among the prohibited species by Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, with the exception of a of specimen under 64 inches in total length. So, 
they have restrictions for the smaller ones, but mm-hmm. there's plenty of the big ones out there. That's what I hear. They uh, they allow you to keep them. They're getting more and more. I hear the so, population's going up. So well, they've been sensitive to shark for now. Not all areas around the world are. You know, they cut them. They catch them for their fins. Isn't that crazy? For they the make fin soup. Aphrodisiac. And, it, and it's like blood. 90 bucks for a one bowl of shark fin soup. They, you know, <laughs> I, I was watching Gordon Ramsay's stuff, right? You know, these videos. And one of them is where he went to a place. Get out of here. And he was Take up. your soup with you. No soup for <laughs> so you. No, no shark fin soup for you. And, uh. He showed where they were. It was on top of their building, and they must have had a thousand fins up there. They dry them out in the sun, and it was just like this is ridiculous. I the amount of waste that goes, you know, through that part of it, not good, not good. But we like when you use the whole fish, and you use it for a good purpose. And Absolutely, you feed people. that's why they're in top the ocean. To the bottom. A Farmington, Minnesota teenager was in for quite a surprise when she reeled in what turned out to be a world-record-breaking Goliath grouper while vacationing vacationing with their family in Florida. Reagan Werner was on a deep-sea fishing trip with her brother, mother, and stepfather near Marco Island on May 31st when the Twin Cities Pioneer Press reported the Twin Cities Pioneer Press Press reported, while on the excursion, Werner hooked the fish of a lifetime, which also happened to be her first catch of the day. Man. I was, like, in shock, you pretty know, much. You know, Said the totally. 115-pound Werner of the 583-pound fish. My biggest fish before was that uh, like salmon. Yeah, I was no. like, like, dang, I want to catch another one. In Florida, the Goliath grouper is a protected species, and harvesting the fish is prohibited, according to the Pioneer Press. The fish measured in at 83 inches long and 75 inches in girth, breaking the current women's world record of 366 pounds, caught in 1965. The overall Goliath grouper record still stands at 680 pounds and was hooked in 1961 by Lynn Joyner, says the International Game Fish Association report so a lot of kids out a lot of people out catching big fish right now that's good i'm getting a ton of news reports on people out saltwater or everywhere um saltwater are the ones that i'm the big ones right seeing yeah um but i you know there's some monster catfish being caught Mm -hmm. there was i saw there was a, a record catfish caught recently somewhere and uh, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just a fan of kids being outside and experiencing this stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of difficult uh, if your kid. It's like you take a kid on a deer hunt and they shoot a, you know, a twelve pound, two twenty <laughs> deer, their first deer, and then it's uh-huh. like everything after that's kind of like, mm, uh huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's a, you know, that's a just an eight pointer, and you know, one sixty eight, and they pointer. get the mount back, uh-huh. and they're standing there, and it's as big as them, and they're you're like, where are they going to go from there? But it's good, you know, if you can do. <sighs> it's all how you uh, what you do afterwards. So yeah, you know. well, and you know, catch and release on this one, and. Uh, Catch and eat groupers on some are of the ugly, though, man. Hey, have you ever seen them where they, those Goliath groupers, and they get them up and they're so tired, they kind of lay on their side and taking a rest? Oh, I oh, caught, I think it was ugly. I think we were catching grouper one time. I was training a group down in Florida for to start a KOZ group. And one day I was there, one of the guys that went to the church took me out fishing in the oh, just local bay. Oh, just to do that, huh? And we like, were fishing with topwaters uh, really? in this bay. And these, I think it was grouper, would come up from these rock piles. And, man, they hmm. were like, you know, three, four foot. Yeah. And they were huge. and, and But fun. you could keep them. And so we kept a couple of them. And then we had fresh fried fish at church the next day and oh. it was it was the most awesome church how how cool <laughs> is that
<laughs> well, whether you're an avid bow hunter, chasing elk, whitetail, bear, game around the world, Archery Country is the place to get all your gear. The staff and owners at Archery Country are not part-time shooters. They're avid bow hunters and 3D shooters that hunt and compete. Find all the gear, targets, arrows, and accessories you need on-site and available for professional installation every day. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard. Or just go to AustinArcheryCountry.com, AustinArcheryCountry.com. All right, we'll take a break. On the flip side, we got our news of the weird. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone live right now on the Outdoor Zone radio network. I'm Everstar Pro Ron Sheffield and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. Fix me some coffee and a honey bun. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. You are the regulators. You're the ones who get up and make sure we're happening, listening to the show, get our backs. Thank you for listening to the show. It's the Father's Day episode of the Outdoor Zone. And um, we just want to shout out to all you dads out there that are rallying the troops this morning. All right, regulators, this is Beefsteak, and you know I like simple, so (laughs) shop simple and get where you're going in a Honda with affordability and safety of Honda Sensing. Envious? Don't be. See all the savings and selection at your Central Texas Honda dealers and online at Central Texas Honda. HondaDealers.com. And now it's time for your news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Well... So, as I was just, I guess the computers are far, obviously, far smarter than I, (laughs) because things pop up that are in my interest that I've... Gee, I wonder how that happened. And so, (laughs) they showed a military helicopter carrying a bus away. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought, what is that? And it was the into the wild bus. I wasn't that crazy. So, years ago, there was a young man who, well, in the early 1900s, as they were building a road through Alaska, they had a bus that they, uh, that the construction crew used to get guys in and out of the construction area where they were building the road. Mm -hmm. And this bus was left out there. It was kind of like an old school bus, but it was left out there in the middle of the nowhere, Alaska. Well, this young guy uh, was on a search to find his soul, abandoning it, just left his family, left everything behind. Oh, my. And wandered out and purposefully wandered mm-hmm. out into the wilderness. I don't think he knew the bus was there, but he went out and he found this bus. And, it, you know, it's a two, three-day hike from anywhere in the wilderness found this bus and he lived out there on the bus <laughs> and he lived for uh, yeah, are we talking a yellow school bus um similar kind of, okay um but he lived out there for <clears throat> years and um or not years he lived out there for months and finally uh and he hunted and he did all this stuff and um but he finally succumbed to a there was some, somewhat I heard was some poisoning from berries or some eating the wrong stuff, but he also <laughs> starved. He was, you just couldn't figure out how to get food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he became a folk hero. There was a book about it called Into the Wild and uh, this uh, movie about it, which oh, yeah. is a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's really good. And yeah. uh, it, his name was Christopher McCandless. And um, anyway, so what had happened now, 
after the movie and the book and everything, people started going out there to try and find it. And it was not uncommon for people to get lost or get stuck, and they'd have to do an emergency rescue. And there was even a guy last year, I think it was last year, that died that got out there. Trying to find the bus. Trying to find a bus or... Because he said it's a two or three day hike, right? Yeah, it's a hike. And uh, a lot of people made it, but there were some that didn't. And um, but so the the um, government in that area, the county and the, uh, wanted the bus gone. They just they didn't want to have to deal with the people going out there. And they're still going to go out there, by the way. Yeah. And uh, but they took it away and but they made it pretty famous. The military right? had a quote unquote uh exercise that they needed to do to try one of their helicopters and to do this and so they went over there and their exercise was to hook up to something heavy and haul it off and they took the bus (laughs) and it still had it still had his suitcase in there it still had some of his journals in it i can't believe they lasted had his bible in there wow so the family was assured that all that stuff was safe and probably needs to go to some kind of uh you know museum they well, should they, they should one. put that bus somewhere where people can see it. Yeah. You know, and but but people have written on it and done some graffiti in it and some stuff, you know, which they do, you know, it's like I was here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you how's what's your feeling on that? Is that a good thing? Not that they took it, but the bus is out there. What where, where, where do you fall in on that? Um uh, I I'm wanted to go out there (laughs) in april 1992 mccandless hitchhiked to alaska where a man dropped him off at the head of stampede trail according to the book a few days later he came upon the abandoned bus and lived there for about three months before deciding to head back to civilization as he attempted to make his way back he arrived at a crossing of the teclanica river but because the river was running fast and high from rain and the snow melt from glaciers, he was unable to make his way across, according to Cocker. Defeated, he turned around and headed back towards the bus where he survived for about a month before succumbing to death in August 1992. Hikers from around the world attempt to retrace McCandless steps every year, but many have failed and have had to be rescued. Some even died. So... See, last February, firefighters and Alaska State Troopers rescued five Italian hikers on the Stampede Trail as they were returning from visiting the abandoned bus. Less than a year before, a Belarus woman died on the trail trying to cross the Telanica River to visit the bus with her new husband. Oh, my. How that? What a honeymoon. Hey, let's go on this trip for a Well, I love the I love the, the idea of the adventure yeah. of that, but oops. Man, there's some cool I don't know, I'm big on that adventure stuff. I was thinking about that the other day, even when I uh passed you on the dirt road this morning. I was like, wonder why you know, I'm always up for that adventure of going a you know, a, a little bit faster, a little bit farther, uh going and seeing a uh a destination you know get on the motorcycle or four wheel and go head out to west texas you know how many destinations there are out well there? I, I i was in um uh, in el paso and i was running around with caden one of my koz kids down there and we'd made a wrong turn and ended up in this like dead-end cul-de-sac where there was this sign uh, this memorial sign or whatever yeah. and i said listen what what is that? And he goes, I don't know. Let's go find out. And right? so That's I jumped out said. and read it. And it, we found out that in during uh, in the early 20s, a giant military plane had taken off from the military base and didn't get altitude. It was either coming in or going out, but didn't catch the altitude and slammed right into that mountain. And there's still pieces of the plane laying around. But everybody on it, all the soldiers, everybody was killed, obviously. and uh, But there was pieces laying over. It was a memorial to it. And you could look right out in front of you. And there, you know, there was like a chunk of the motor and stuff like that. All these years later, and I just thought, 
that's really interesting to me. You know, it's of course sad, right? But it's interesting to me, and um, and those things are everywhere. I remember I was on a ranch one time, and we were crossing the creek, and I was talking to the ranch owner, and he goes, "Yeah." You see those grooves in the rocks right there? And I said, yeah. He said, that was because this used to be part of the Chisholm Trail. or mm-hmm, And mm-hmm. it'd go across the creek right here. And those are ruts they from the, the wagons. Same, the same uh, path, yeah. Like and then, and and then you know, we were, uh, and you could go at Zilker Park, I think. There are some places where you can see some uh, dinosaur markings of some kind. But... Uh, I remember being in a in a creek bed, and there was dinosaur footprints in the stone. And mm-hmm. obviously, when it was molten, you know, a dinosaur had walked through there. And I just uh, th- there's stuff out there. We were I was in Colorado a couple of a month ago, and mm-hmm. we were up in the mountains, and there was a cabin that was restored. That was the old herder sheep herder's cabin up there. But some people in the community had taken it upon themselves to restore it instead of just let it go to heck in a handbag. And it was cool. You know, I love was looking it at that. Was a high altitude? Yeah, well, it was about, I don't know, 10,000. Uh, well, you know, that's low humidity and not a whole lot going on. So it preserves a lot of wood up there. It was it was just cool. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, of that, too, the adventure and, and the curiosity Mm-hmm. of it especially in that kind of stuff old farmhouses and stuff like that uh looking at how things were built we ran across uh in west texas a jailhouse in claremont texas it's called claremont but I'd love to own one and it is so what it was is they dropped in a six person uh of metal you know like the metal bars that go across and they're riveted together mm-hmm. They dropped in a six-person one, and then they built a red sandstone building around it. That's how they used to do it. Yeah, they didn't fortify the building; they just made the pin. I'll call the cells, right? And it was open in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I, I and uh, pulled off and and went in and opened up that big, like thick foot and a half door. Went in. Of course, there's graffiti and beer bottles and all the you know stuff from. Some Idiots. local kids that may, you know, so, r- run around. But you go and find a place like that, and it is so interesting. Well, and I, and there, there's tons of that stuff around here, too. If You, you don't have to go very far out of town, either. Right. I mean, there's even, I know there was a uh, a building down by, by the campus, by UT campus, that used to be an old mental hospital <laughs> or something like that. Now it's apartments. And... Um, uh, Road rash, okay. you know where he that is? He probably knows where. He's probably <laughs> been on the ghost tour. So, of no, but South it Austin. was, if you look at it, you know, you go down there, if you understand what it was where they at once had, you know, locked up the craziest of the crazy, you look at it and you go, wow, that's, I don't know that I want to be in that place. I'm telling you. I don't you, know that I want that to be my apartment. As many places as I've been in different journeys, I think there is something. That happens when you get in a certain area at a, like you said, the memorial, and there's just an overwhelming sense of something that happened here. Well, and uh, that, that to me is what you can honor that, right? I mean, that's the idea of part of setting up a memorial is honoring what happened and, uh, and visiting and remembering. So, uh, as far as, I'm thinking about that as well. You know, I run every morning at the park and I ran with my dog there with John Michael and my dog, Rudy, who we lost two weeks ago. Sorry to hear about that, by the way. I wanted to tell you that. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was tough. Um, but I was thinking you can put a, a bench or some kind of, you know, there's memorials, there's things that you can do at parks. And I was thinking I'd, I might check into what it would take to put a bench in that park and just say you know in honor of that dog or something just you know i don't know i don't know i i don't want to get corny with it or whatever but i I do i i like that i like that idea hey uh our buddies over at shore raw bar and grill got a special dinner for father's day today today's father's day and um 
we want to encourage you to to do something really cool take dad over to shore raw bar and grill call him go online make a reservation sit out there on that patio serve him up some oysters uh maybe some whole fried fish son Mm. the the blackened shrimp tacos are off the chain uh father's day at shore raw bar and grill is the place you want to be fabulous desserts including spiced chocolate cake uh summer cheesecake homemade breads go visit my buddy rick Wahlberg over there jim schneider at shore raw bar and grill located highway 71 west at covered bridge just west of the y and oak hill the shore raw bar and grill shoreatx.com shoreatx.com uh to track them and set up your reservation to find out all that's going on shoreatx.com go get you some at shore raw bar and grill all right we'll take a break come back on the flip side we've got game warden field notes don't want to miss it only one place live in the bunkhouse every sunday morning seven to nine or 24 7 365 Hey, American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, Regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse on this amazing, awesome Father's Day. And hey, we're going to talk about this Father's Day issue. I wrote a blog this week about Father's Day only being 50% right. And I watched your video, too. You did? Yeah. Congratulations. You didn't even tell me about it. I mean, I just happened to stumble across it. Well, you are one of the trained leaders. Hey, Nile Maxwell GMC, drive in December by shopping hundreds of new Arcadias for thousands less at Nile Maxwell GMC. Don't miss your chance to save on a new GMC with 0% financing for 72 months on 2020 GMCs. Remember, you can shop online at NileMaxwellGMC.com. We're going to make your buying make buying a vehicle or scheduling service as easy as possible. Just go to Nile Maxwell GMC exit 256 in Round Rock or online at NileMaxwellGMC.com. We are professional grade. So, time for your game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. When they come fall you, an Orange County Game Warden received a call from Bridge City resident who had discovered a large alligator on their front point porch. At this point, there was no time to refer the resident to an animal control technician, so the warden responded himself. When he arrived, he discovered that the home was located next to a drainage ditch that connected to a nearby marsh. The resident's fence had been damaged during a recent thunderstorm, allowing the alligator access to the area. The warden was able to capture the gator, which measured close to 8 feet, and relocate it relocated it to a marsh within a Texas Parks and Wildlife Wildlife Management Area. Uh, well, what do you think? Perfectly you, good barbecue. What would you do? Was I was wasted. thinking about this. What would TJ do if an alligator showed up on your front porch? I'd wrestle that son of a gun and I'd go release it myself. A couple selfies first, right? Well, you got to get you know a, you do that selfie al- thing, and then the game warden goes, "Hey, I saw on your fa- Facebook page you were at an alligator. That's illegal. Don't you touch could, him." You could blur out the alligator's face and just have yours there, and he'd never know. You snooze, you <laughs> lose. While patrolling <laughs> no. around Lake Somerville, a Washington County County game warden noticed a vehicle parked in the road with its flashers on. When the warden approached the vehicle, he noticed that the subject had fallen asleep. 
Upon waking the person, the warden asked him to step out of the vehicle, revealing a meth pipe in plain view. The subject was then detained, and a search was performed on the vehicle. The search turned up almost six grams of suspected meth, tablets of suspected Xanax, and marijuana, along with multiple forms of paraphernalia. The subject was taken into custody, and multiple citations were issued. So let me ask you. Okay. How in the world does a guy with that much meth fall asleep? I guess he was sampling. His, he was, uh, must have been working on the Xanax side of the <laughs> equation here. I don't know. There's people that now, now, now you're seeing people getting in. Well, you, I mean, it's pretty famous, viral, where the guy fell asleep in the drive-thru. How do you do that? Sleepy, sleepy. Hey, Farm and Ranch, farmranchstore.com. Uh, stay tough fencing. The best net fencing for your farm or ranch. The livestock fencing for cows, horse, sheep, goats. Also, wildlife fencing includes high fencing for deer, boar buster hog traps, cattle handling equipment, horse stalls, stalls, round pens, corrals, dog kennels, fly control, and misting cooling systems. Hey, if you are a landowner, if you've got yourself a little piece of ranch, or if you got a deer lease, or if you got a big ranch, you need to shop farmranchstore.com. Farmranchstore.com has all the gear you need for that piece of dirt, that ranch property, and that it's, deer it's lease. all online, bro. And huh. it's all online. Go check out our buddies at farmranchstore.com, farmranchstore.com, where the landowner goes to get their work done. All right, we'll take a break. Come back on the flip side. Hey, we're going to talk about how to find a deer lease on the other side. I I like this. This This is going to be be a good topic. And uh, how to find a place to hunt. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse on our Father's Day edition of the show. And uh, stick around. We'll be back right after this. 